this podcast means we had a rainy day or one of us was sick or something like that but don't worry we got a good one for you we're talking about street fighter the movie my name is calling it a good wait you're calling it a good one okay it's it's gonna be good my name is we we have one for you (laughs) we have one for you all right fine (laughs) my name is Cody teacher i'm here with my best friend sam suvac sam i want to let you know that for this podcast i went and got an american flag tattooed on my arm just kidding what if i would have really pulled my sleeve up and like had the, the american flag well i mean i expected you to have a fake temporary oh. tattoo of the flag i got i, I expected it i don't i'm really disappointed that you didn't because in my notes i wrote down about jean-claude van damme's uh, flag tattoo it was pretty badass it's pretty badass so all right so we're talking about Street Fighter the movie, uh, released in 1994. I think it was in December of 1994. Um, and let's be up front. Not a very good movie. Not a bad movie to some people. I don't, like, I didn't care for it, really. But I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just, it is what it is. It's... Do you place this... Above or below the Super Mario Brothers movie? Below. I below. liked this. You know I liked the Super Mario Brothers. True, true. What was the last one that we watched that I also didn't like? Doom. I Doom. placed this above Doom. Oh, actually. okay. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's right. fine. It's just, you know, I, I guess there's just there's things I would have rather done with my time. Fair. Fair. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we'll do a good a good. We're going to uh, do a good one movie. soon, hopefully. Well, uh, although, if we do a good one, it might push this one back. So, it would come out. It would have already come out by the time you're true. hearing this. Possibly. Yeah. Who knows? Rainy day stuff just gets weird. It does. Um, so, we're going to try something a little different this time around. Instead of, like, going plot point by plot point, we're just going to, like, give an overarching plot summary and then kind of talk about bits and pieces that we kind of enjoyed, uh, some characters that we liked. You know, just talk about the movie in general instead of going beat by beat. Um, so Street Fighter the movie, I feel like people were Capcom went to them and was like, "Hey, we want a Street Fighter movie," and some guy was like, "Well, you know what that needs? <laughs> An underlying Vietnam War theme." Oh, I thought you were going to say Jean Claude Van Damme is what it needs. It also needs Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, Raul Julia, because fuck yeah, yeah. And a really nice supporting cast, I feel like. We'll get into that in a second. Yes. Okay. Um, All right, before we get into this, can we just start? I, do, I don't want to miss out on some of my really important notes, okay? okay? And my first note was I looked at the rating panel, and it said this mm-hmm. was rated PG-13 for nonstop martial arts and action violence. And let me say, this is my first area of disappointment because... It was it was not nonstop. Oh, no. It was not nearly nonstop. Okay, there was mm-hmm. there's plenty of downtime in this movie. If it had been nonstop martial arts and action violence, I might have enjoyed it more. I'll just say that. Yeah, there so was movie, very little fighting. It seemed like for this movie called Street Fighter. Yeah, this movie was an hour and forty minutes, and like in the I was like, oh man, the first like forty minutes, we're just cramming characters, and then I paused the movie. And we were only 20 minutes in, and they fit the entire Street Fighter roster into that first 20 minutes, pretty much. Like, I was blown away. Um, to be fair, I am not familiar with the Street Fighter roster, so, okay. like, all of this was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I knew, did, uh, I'd heard of Ken and Ryu. Like, I'd yes. heard of those two, so I was like, when they came on, I was like, yeah, okay. And then um, I've heard of Chun-Li, but I didn't... Mm-hmm. I. Th- I think I didn't even understand that's who Ming-Na Wen was playing. I think I looked on IMDb like in the mm. middle of the movie because I thought she was just a journalist until like she had her reveal that she's actually a badass. And then I was like, oh, I know who that is. Um, but, and she was pretty badass. I liked oh, her yeah. in this movie. She was fantastic in this movie, actually. Uh, yeah. So the kind of plot of Street Fighter... Uh, the movie is um oh i'm just sorry sorry gonna interrupt real quick i'm just gonna intersperse my trivia as it as i remember it and then we'll do some at the end if i miss it but apparently this the movie was based on street fighter 2 the video game oh okay all right cool the plot i've never played it so i don't know same 
Uh, I've played like one Street Fighter game, and then like I played the Marvel vs. Capcom game. So that's how I know most Street Fighter characters. Um, so there is kind of like a civil war going down in this country of Shadaloo, which is really fun to say. Uh, M. Bison, played by Raul Julia, uh, is a dictator um, to some, to some people. I'd say, yeah. and just he's the high, he's the high point of this movie. He was fantastic as our villain. Okay, I mean, yes, he is a very, he is a high point. I have another high point. We'll get to okay. that in a little bit. All right. Um, and so he is currently trying to like, he currently rules Shadowloo, and the Allied Nations forces have been called in, and they're led by none other than Jean Claude Van Damme, who is playing Guile in this one. And I was real sad because he did not have the like super high top hair. It was a little high. It was a little high. But like Guile from the video game has like super high hair. Speaking um, of high, would you like a point of trivia? Oh, go for it. <laughs> okay. So apparently Jean-Claude Van Damme had a really bad drug problem while they were filming this movie. Oh, shit. According to IMDb, do you want to guess how much money he spent on cocaine every week? Every week? Oh Every my week. I'm lowballing and I'm going to say $6,000. You were lowballing it. It's $10,000 worth of cocaine every week. This is in 1994. And uh, apparently he was real difficult to work with on the set. And people did not like him. I can't imagine why. I like to imagine that all the one-liners that he was <laughs> spouting out, like that's because he was high and he couldn't remember lines. So they were like, just speak of one-liners, man. Fuck it. Um <laughs> So the Allied Nations are called in, led by uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, and then we kind of start getting thrown in with all these characters, like uh, Chun Li is a reporter, uh, and she has uh, her little gang of people, mm-hmm. and M. Bison has just kidnapped about 30 hostages, and uh, is also doing some scientific stuff on a soldier of uh, one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's friends. Um and he's de- he's got these hostages, and he's demanding twenty billion dollars in ransom, which yes. I was I was impressed by that. I don't, yeah. I don't it's nineteen ninety four, and he's asking for twenty billion dollars. I mean, I'm stuck in like the Austin Powers, where he's like oh, one yeah. million dollars, you know. And yeah. I'm just like, man, he knew he knew what he was asking for in that in that dude. Um, and so from there, the movie kind of turns into like let's introduce all these Street Fighter characters. Uh, and let's build towards getting everyone into one central location, M. Bison's lair. Okay, um, all right, before we get to that, I think you're overlooking one really important thing. So when we're introduced to Kin and Ryu, um, they have some stuff going down with this uh, guy who only has one eye. He's like the gang leader. I think his name's Skagit or something. Sagat. Sagat. Whatever, okay? It was a while back that I watched this, okay? Okay, sorry. Um, so anyway, they double cross him and Ryu gets, he's going to go into this cage fight with Vega and uh, Ryu has to take his shirt off. Okay. And like mm-hmm. show some stuff off and the ladies really like it. And that's just like, that reoccurs later. Like Ryu always has to take his shirt off. Oh, apparently. true. Yeah, he so does. Like He likes time. to take his shirt off. And I mean, he looks um, good. So good for him. But yeah, that's, he's partial eye candy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and so after... Some things we get to M. Bison's lair, and that's where like kind of the big final confrontation with like all of our heroes and bad guys happens. Uh, and so like that's kind of the plot of this movie is, yeah. Um, so I wanted to call out like some of these actors that are in this this movie. Uh, so we have Ming Na Wen playing Chun Li, who you may know for the voice of Mulan, and also Agent May in Agents of Shield. That's who I, I know her from. And she was on ER. Like, oh, that's my earliest okay. memory of her. Yeah, mm, okay. All right. um, does a badass portrayal of Chun Li, in my opinion. She's fucking badass. She does Hell a yeah. great job. Um, Raul Julia plays M Bison. Rest in peace. Uh, I love him in the Adams Family live action movies that he did, uh, and he he did a bunch of work. I think he actually died the year this came out. Yeah, this was. Oh, this is really sad. So. Yeah. Um, he had terminal cancer while they mm-hmm. were filming this. And so, like, everybody knew that, like, he was going to be gone soon. Um, and, like, they had to, like, rearrange their scheduling and stuff because, like, they wanted to do certain scenes at first, but he was still recovering from mm-hmm. his last bout of treatment. And so he was, like, too skinny and, like, 
not able to to give the performance they like rearrange stuff to to make it fit and like the the film at the end it's like dedicated to him and it's just like man it's just it's yeah. really sad he was such a good guy so. yeah, he was um and there's a really good m bison here like, he's so good are we talking about sorry. him now or do you want to continue and we'll come back to him we can talk about him now yeah let's go okay. Okay, okay, okay. So he's he's this dictator, right? And he's got fucking style, okay? He wears a cape, and, like, a few times throughout the course of the movie, he'll do, like, this dramatic, like, cape toss, like, over his shoulder. Yes. Looks real good, okay? Um, <laughs> so, like, at one point, he's captured Chun-Li, and he brings her back into his uh, bedroom, I guess, and yeah. this is a fucking badass bedroom, okay? There's this chandelier made out of bones. Yes. There's a fireplace that's like a big skull. Yeah, it's really uh, badass. It's really badass. And then like he's he's like, here, have a drink with me. And he has these really cool looking goblets that have like, I don't know if they're like stone gargoyle. And then they have like these uh, spikes like that point out of them. So they look like real medieval. And those looked really cool. Um and that oh, and when he like came into his room, he like took off his formal hat and cape, and then put on like his casual hat. Yeah, his leisure, his <laughs> leisure hat. Of, you know, it's just like like the Mister Rogers things where you come in and take like your jacket off, but then put a different jacket on and like change your shoes and stuff. Um, which I do that at work sometimes, so like I feel it. I feel it. It was real good. Um, and then I guess we're just we're just jumping around right to tell all the stuff yeah, we like about him. Okay, so um. Part of his plan, um, he is this dictator. He, like, want he's, he's building a super soldier. That's a whole other thing. We'll get to that. Uh, but he wants it to you know, use it to make the world a better place. He wants to institute the Pax Bisonica, named after him instead of the Pax Romana. Um, and, like, he has this, this model for this campus that he's built that he wants to be his town called Bisonopolis, I think is yes. what it's called, which is really funny. Um, and then once, once they get into like the final big fight, he has his little control station, which I guess this is out of the game too. It's like this floating, um, station and like, that was really cool. And his controls for it were arcade controls, like the joystick yeah. and the buttons, which, which I thought was really fun. Um, so yeah, I, I thought he did a great job. Oh yeah. Um, my favorite part about this is that like he is a dictator with millions of soldiers but like his big thing is like he wants to fight guile in one-on-one like hand-to-hand combat like <laughs> at one point guile fakes his own death yeah. and he's like ah tragic i hope to be i was hoping to beat him on the battlefield like a true warrior and i was just like this is the best because like you know this dude has like millions of soldiers who will fight for him and he's just like nope i would like hand-to-hand fisticuffs like what? it's so and you look at him next to each other, and there's Jean-Claude Rindam with all his huge muscles, right? And there's Raoul Julia, just like jacked. this skinny-looking guy. He's just like, hey, you know, just chilling. But, like, they, they're fights. Like, they really have him go for it, and he's kicking ass. And right. he kind of, I guess, has, like, a robotic suit that helps him with stuff. Uh, yeah. Or, or he has some kind of weird fucking superpowers. Because there was at one point where he was, like, shooting lightning from his hands, like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. And I was just like, ha! Huh, well, you know, hey, you're an evil villain. You gotta have some tricks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I thought he did great as M. Bison. Um, and, yeah, he definitely is one of the highlights of this uh, movie. Yeah. Uh, other, like, actors I kind of, like, noticed was uh, Andrew Bernarski. He played Leatherface in the 2003 and 2006 uh, Texas Chainsaw remakes. And, like, those are some of the first Texas Chainsaw movies I ever saw. So, like, I really enjoy those movies. Who um, was he in this movie? He was Zangief, who I think is one of my favorite characters. I don't know who that was. That was the Russian guy with the mohawk. Um, my favorite part of this movie mm-hmm. is Chun-Li and her friends are going to bomb, like, with dynamite where M. Bison's troops are. And they're like, they push a truck down a hill. <laughs> but they do a and, video broadcast to warn them that it's coming. <laughs> yeah, and so, like... The video, like, they're watching shows the truck coming at them, and Zangief stops and goes, turn off the TV, as if it'll stop the truck from coming at them, and I was losing it. And then at the end of the movie, uh, when, like, 
when shit's just kind of like going bad, like, oh, we need to get out of this island. Because, like, at the end of the movie, the island's going to explode. Yeah. Uh, a couple of M. Bison's people are, like, trying to get out. And one of the guys is DJ. And DJ's like, man, we've been the bad guys the whole time. And Zanky's like, wait, we're the bad guys? Oh, I know. What do you mean? And then he's like, why are we doing this? And DJ is like, well, he was paying me a lot of money. And Zanky's like, DJ runs off. And Zanky's like, <laughs> you got paid. You were getting paid? And, like, the best. That was also, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the, towards the end, like, at the end of this movie... They just like throw that like that he's been look working for a dictator for a couple years like out the window and they're like oh you're a good guy now whatever Zangief like do your thing well, you held the door open for five minutes they wouldn't have been able to get out if he hadn't held that door true true and I mean you know people are willing to change so Kin and Ryu were criminals uh, true, and true. General what's his face I just called him JCD the whole time because I couldn't remember his name Guile okay yeah. uh, he he gave them a chance so I mean true you know maybe the ultimate point of this movie is that. Never judge a book by its cover, and everyone deserves a second chance. Maybe. I feel like you could judge General Bison by that cover, though. Sure. <laughs> He's he, real you, you look at that guy, and you're, you're like, like... Dictator, yes. You're an evil motherfucker. Dictator. You're going to try to kill me later. Yeah. I just know it. Yeah, you can um, tell. Um, any other actors you really, want to point out? Yeah, yeah. Go one really it. important actress I want to point out. So Kylie Minogue is in this movie, which... I had no idea. Do you know who Kylie Minogue is? No, I do not. Is that who played Cammy? <laughs> yes. Blonde? Okay. Yeah. Um, she's like a famous pop singer. Um, really? Obviously not like super famous if you haven't heard of her. But um, but yeah, like my, my friend Randy was really into her. So like I knew who she was. And so when I saw her name in the credits, I was like, what? She's in this? And then like it wasn't just a small cameo. She had a really big part. And like she did some fighting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she did so like in, when they were attacking the, towards the final battle, like she did this yeah. kick and like she said something. Like she like call out the name of her kick or something. I think so. She did it. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought that was fun. She did. Um, she did this move where she like got up on this guy's shoulders and like rolled forward, and it looked like the most painful like move for her. But like it knocked the dude out, and I was like, sure, whatever. Like it's Street Fighter. Who cares? There was this really funny moment between her and Chun-Li um, where I think Chun-Li is kind of making fun of her for wearing pigtails. Oh, yes. And then um, Cammy's like, well, look who's talking because uh, Chun-Li had, against her will, gotten like dressed up kind of like a showgirl. Like Bison yeah. had her dress up when he had her in captivity. And like she had these little like little... Um, half buns like one on each side of her head not like princess leia they were like higher up like on top of her yeah. head um but cammy's like uh you got some too and so they were just kind of like giving each other side eye uh it was it was fun i like that yeah. um so i think we should talk about this is a very slow movie like there's a lot of build-up like it's just that it's not non-stop martial arts and it's, it's not it's especially if for a movie called street like Especially because, like, right as we were, like... So when you're introduced oh. to Ken and Ryu, you think a giant fight's about to happen between him and Vega. Yeah. And then Guile bursts through a fucking wall with a tank and is like, you're all under arrest. And you're like, oh, no, we won the fight. I don't know the full trivia on this. I could look it back up. But um, apparently, like, the choreography stuff was, like, they didn't have time to get stuff planned out. I think part of it was the scheduling change because of yeah, Raul Julia. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, like they were learning the fight and then 30 minutes later filming. So like mm. they didn't have time to learn the fights. Um, so that might be why it's kind of limited. And then also like the, I don't know if it's like the filmmakers and the producers were kind of at odds about stuff because like somebody wanted more video game action and video game moves they wanted to like really mimic what was in the video game but then i think it was the choreographer that they hired was like no that's not realistic i'm gonna make you real fights and so like they were really butting heads on that trying mm, to get stuff yeah i mean and they did try that uh like very late into the movie ken and ryu do do like moves that are based off the video game like they do the sure you can and the like i think i'm pretty sure ryu does the spinning kick thing yeah. and when they did it i was like that looked really rough like that did yeah. not look yeah um, like the doing the moves from the game don't look as good because they're not yeah. realistic um let me just throw out real quick this is just to to book in this um 
that that final fight. So Kin and Ryu had been kind of like undercover, so they were like dressed up as Bison's dudes, and then yeah. they were trying to get out, and then they had to fight some of Bison's actual dudes. And so like before they fought, Kin ripped off the logo from his shirt because he's like, I'm not fighting for Bison. And that's where Ryu had to just rip off his whole shirt because he yeah. just can't wear a shirt. So that I think he ripped off the, the patch and then ripped off the shirt. And I was like, what are you doing, Ryu? He was just like, um, that shirt had to come off. That was the most important part of his fighting plan. Yeah. So. so, yeah. So, like, I, the, I think the issue with this is it's kind of slow. There's not nonstop martial arts. And we're really just building to that final, like, everyone in one place. Let's have a giant fight. Yeah. And... There's nothing in between that that really like keeps you like. Did you like keeps Guile? your attention? I found Guile to be tolerable. Mike, the whole when I when you were like, oh, he was doing cocaine. I was like that explains all the one-liners because Homeboy just talked in fucking one-liners the entire movie. I felt like, like I just I don't think he was um, that enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. to lead the movie and yeah. you know I'm, i know that they got him because he was the big name celebrity who was going to sell their movie um but like i just i i think like that like currently when we see movies they're so much better as far as character development and really yeah. like you know having some substance so looking back on this it's just harder i think because it's not the same kind of thing um also fun bit of trivia he passed John Claude Van Damme passed on the role of Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat oh, in, okay. in order to play this role. So okay. hmm. I, I don't know which would have been the better choice. I haven't I don't remember how the Mortal oh, Kombat movie is. I think it's also the Mortal Kombat movie is pretty good. Yeah, Once again, this is though. all right though. So I think this is an all right movie. Um, it's debatable. And like I think a thing that like kind of bothers me is like when I think of Street Fighter. I think of, like, that franchise character as either Ryu or Chun-Li. Like, those are the two characters. I don't think of Guile as, like, our main character. I'd never heard of him. So. Yeah, like, he's, like, I know, like, I know, like, some of the Street Fighter characters. Uh, but, yeah, like, I don't think of Guile. Like, it's, like, Ryu, Chun-Li, and Bison. So, like, it was a little weird to me that they chose to make Guile the lead here. Do you know um, why? Because he's a white guy. Ooh, and damn. they needed a fucking white guy to lead their movie. Fair. Yeah, there there is some like some issues I have with this movie. Um, oh, mm. yeah. Can I talk about my other issue that made me upset that I did not no. care for? Go for it. All right. So you remember our buddy, not Skagit. What's his name? Sagat. Okay. Sagat. Sagat. He's only got the one eye, right? Um. So there's this scene where he's hanging out with Raul Julia, and uh, they find out that Jean Claude Van Damme faked his death. <laughs> And Raul is like, yeah, it's obvious that he faked his death. And then he puts it, he covers up one eye and he goes, what, you didn't see that coming? And I'm just like, whoa, dude, like, that's not okay. I was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it was a different time and making fun of people with disabilities was funny in 1994. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I, I saw that. and was just like, no, sir. That's, that's uh, not I took, I, I found the fight between, I want to say his name is Hana. I think in the game he's called Ihana, but they just call him Hana in this one. Okay. He's the sumo wrestler guy who was helping Chun Li. Uh, so him and Zangief get into a fight at one point, and it's kind of a funny fight. <laughs> and then there was one part that really like I was like that was really fucked up. We didn't need that. Where like all the kind of like Asian characters like walk up to a screen and they cue in on them fighting, and they're walking through the display. And for no reason, Godzilla, like, sound effects are playing. And I was like, that's really fucked up. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Like, why is this happening? Okay. Like, that was unneeded. Like, you could have just had them, like, rolling around on that display table. Instead, you had to, like, add, like, Godzilla noises and stuff. It's like, all right, that was a little fucked up. Um, Um, There was a funny part between... What's it? uh, Hannah Hannah and... uh, I think we're thinking of the same one where they're like kind of like in chains and yeah, uh, and the one guy's like, "Give me a hand," and he's like, "Dude, no! Like maybe after we've been here for a month, I'll." Help yeah, <laughs> I died at that one. I was like, he was that talking was about something else, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's funny! I liked that." Yeah. Um. And so yeah, like I feel like this movie can be separated into two parts, and like the issue is, 
is that that first part is like an hour of this movie and that last part is the last 40 minutes and it's like build up and then that giant like long ass fight um okay can just one other thing that i liked about so chun li she's I don't even remember how she got captured. I guess the, her truck thing didn't work. They got captured. Yeah, I think they so got captured. Yeah. Truck thing. So she she got dressed up in her thing, in her, her showgirl suit. Uh, she's with Bison in his bedroom. And he's like, he's just like having a real good time checking her out and being like, yeah, he's thinking he's going to have a good time with her. And she's all like, uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm going to kill you like right now. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, right. Whatever. And so then she just like snaps the chains on her wrists and starts attacking him and, and she like, flies across the room yeah and delivers a kick i was like holy she's, shit and she's kicking ass like she's definitely gonna take him and then her buddies who've broken out they come into the room distract her and of course uh he gets away when that happens because her fucking friend screwed it up but she totally was the badass who could have just like taken him down right there like she was about to do it so end of that scene i have a problem with because so what happens is bison gets behind this like glass wall and then like oh. knockout gas comes yeah. down from the ceiling here's a small issue at the very end the fireplace lights up and i'm like i'm pretty sure whatever that gas is has got to be flammable oh i don't know it's possible that it's not i feel like i need to do some science and go get some knockout gas and like well, light, no. light a fire no i think you just need to google it i think that's okay, I'll just the way it. to do it um but yeah, no, that was fine. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. We've, we've kind of skipped over this whole super soldier thing, right? Yeah. So uh, Bison took these people prisoner. He pulled one of the um, security military forces and was going to do experiments on him. And he's trying to turn him into this super soldier, right? So mm-hmm. he puts him in this vertical tank to start inundating him with whatever to make him super soldier, right? Cody, did this or did this not look very much like the apparatus used to turn Steve Rogers into Captain America? Oh, yeah, it, a little bit, yeah. It looked so much like it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so he goes through that. He's also kind of getting brainwashed. Uh, for some reason, this super soldier stuff... Turns his skin orange and his hair green, which I guess is a character from Street Fighter. His skin turns green, his hair turns orange. And yeah, this is, uh, so like, they call oh, it I'm out. I'm thinking of an Oompa Loompa, I guess. Uh, his name is like Charlie Blanca, and in the game, Blanca is a, like, green skin, red-haired, okay. like, troll-like character. Yes. Um, and to... <laughs> To, to the special effects from 1994, he comes out of here and is supposed to be this, like, muscled super soldier, and he does not have very many muscles. You think they no. would have, like, got a bodybuilder to, like, I feel like they spent more time getting that weird, because, like, Blanca in the game has a huge forehead, and they made yeah. this, like, huge forehead for this character. Yeah. It was kind of rough. It was um, weird. Well, so it took me a little bit to realize that the doctor who was like working on him because what's happening is like he's being brainwashed and then like this doctor is like being like held against his will enforcing him the brainwash and then like bison's like oh we'll use my like scientist stuff and so like they're pumping him with like they i think it said like mutagens and like toxic waste and that's what's turning his skin green and all that okay uh but the doctor is another character from street fighter called dollism um and yeah like it was very like I like had to look at IMDb to like find out what that character's name was, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, um, so, but I don't think I said this. So, Charlie was really good friends with Guile because uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning when they're they're getting taken, uh, Chun Li's doing like an interview with Guile, and he's like, Charlie, we're coming for you. And so, like, it's established they're buddies, right? Oh, and, like, yeah. later when he's preparing, when they're, he's about to attack, he's, like, watching a little home movie video of him and Charlie. Um, so it's established they're buddies, right? They were yeah. buddies. So then he comes to the facility, and he has a run-in with him in his new super soldier state. And, of course, they try to kill each other at first, but then, like, they stop. And it's like, Cody, it was like, this very much... This Stephen Bucky kind of moment. I'm like, yeah. Captain, Captain America is like 
there's some stuff that's very similar <laughs> to the Street Fighter movie. And I'm just like, huh, am I the only one who's noticed this? I mean, I thought it when, you were, when I was watching it last night. I was like, oh, this is a little bit like that, huh? It really okay. is. <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought this up, though, because, like, one of my favorite scenes in this movie. So, like, towards the end, as we're building to the giant fight, uh, the 72 hours have passed for them to give Bison the $2 billion. So he's 20 like, billion. ah, 20, 20 billion, billion, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, ah, I guess they did not care about your lives. Now I will sick my super soldier on you. And so he like presses a button and like spikes come from the ground. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then the, t- the pod comes up and the pod door is open. And like, he's expecting Blanca to come out. Guile launches himself over some spikes hella f- like nobody has that much leg strength and like he launches himself over and delivers a kick into B- bison's chest and i was like i love this movie because oh my god is this fucking stupid um and so yeah and so my favorite part is that at the end of this movie it's guile versus bison right mm-hmm. Bison is a fucking dictator who has murdered millions of people. They have so many guns trained on him. And Guy was like, no, I will handle this. You guys walk away. And they're all like, are you sure, yeah, boss? Sure, whatever. And they're like, he's like, yes. And like, they're like, oh, all right, well, let's just go fight the fucking Bison guys on another level. Like, oh, fuck it. Like, he's a murderer. No, just shoot him. Just pop yeah, him once. You're dead. Just, like, just shoot him. Oh. And so, yeah, we get this, like, the final, like, fight of this movie is Gal versus Bison, and, like, oh my god, Sam. It's something else. Because, like, well, like, Gal's kicking his ass at first. You're like, oh, alright, cool, like, this is gonna be easy. And so Gal kicks him, and he falls onto, like, a top of a computer, like, thing that they had over there, and he's like, he picks up this, like, transmitter... And he goes, they're like, Gal, are you all right? He's like, ah, only half dead. And they're like, what about Bison? And like, he looks, he goes, all dead. Sam, I, I lost. I had to pause the movie because I was like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard in a movie I've ever watched. But it was really good. Like, um, um, and so, yeah. Yeah, he... He wasn't all dead. It was not. Because he fell into this thing. I think he got electrocuted, maybe? Uh, yeah. And then, like, his suit goes into resuscitation mode. And it brings and, him like, back. So, M. Bison is wearing this, like, leather suit, right? And so, like, yeah, it's like it's like a life-sustaining systems online. CPR mode activated. And he's in this leather suit. And then, out of nowhere, like... His chest grows 20 sizes because I guess it's like electrocuting him and like it does it a few times. And I was like, what is fucking happening? Uh, and so then, yeah. And then like Guile's talking and then he like turns around and there's Bison. And like I think Bison like clocks him. Mm-hmm. And then this is when the movie takes a turn because suddenly M. Bison's a fucking supervillain like to the top notch. Like his boots have the same stuff that powers like electromag- not electromagnetic. What are the bullet trains in uh japan yeah i don't know how that works but it's something yeah so he starts flying yeah he can fly uh and then a little bit after this like so he's flying around just punching the shit out of guile because guile can't fight someone who flies something that's like how could you fight somebody who flies i mean i mean i'd swing a little bit guile just stands there like oh what's happening you're flying every shit my military train out the window um (laughs) And so, yeah, this is when we get the, like, I guess the suit can also produce electricity and yeah. shoot it from his hands. Yes. But, like, I looked down for a second, looked up, and, yeah, he was just shooting Guile with electricity. And I was like, all right. Um, and that's, someone pointed out to me at this point that it kind of sounds like M. Bison had an Iron Man suit long before Iron Man had an Iron Man suit. So maybe Marvel stole everything from this Kevin movie. Feige was just sitting there watching the Street oh, Fighter movie, taking notes. Like, oh yeah, G- green guy. Oh fuck yeah, barely wearing shorts. Oh my god, we I just needed a we just needed a guy with a bow and arrow, and we all been set. Um, wow. Yeah, and so yeah, we had this like 
I was just like, okay. And I feel like it's really anticlimactic what happens because Bison comes in for one last like flying attack to finish off Guile, and Guile just delivers a roundhouse kick, and down goes Bison, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't... How did the island start to explode? That was the well, one thing I couldn't... I missed, so I think. They're in, like, ruins, like, kind of... It seems like um, like Aztec ruins or something. Yeah. It's like kind of a pyramid. Um, it was pretty cool looking in the jungle. So I didn't even know they were on an island. I just knew that the, the pyramid ruins were going to explode. And they had to get out of there. I don't think it was yeah. the whole island, if they were on an island. Um, but yeah, but anyway, it, I think... I don't know if if so if one of them triggered a, the self destruct, okay, or if they're right. fighting just like caused some irreparable damage that something was going to explode. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just you know it's going to explode. Everybody's got to get out. Yeah, and so then from there we start getting some other kind of fights. Like uh, so, Ken and Ryu were like going to go help the hostages, and like Ken was very much like let's steal some shit and leave man like we're done here like we've done our job and Ryu like I I liked Ryu's kind of arc in this because yeah. he started out like just trying to make some money and then like he was really about like helping the allied nations and then like mm-hmm. at the end like he wanted to have a purpose and Ken was just like nah fuck this and so like they split off Ken goes and finds like a golden statue and Ryu like is wandering around looking for hostages to help out and then Ken sees that Sagat and Vega are gonna jump Ryu which they do, and like Ryu's getting this, the shit kicked out of him, and then Ken shows up, and that's mm-hmm. when they rip off the patches. Ryu has to rip off the shirt for some fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you got a chest like that, you kind of just have to. And that's when this like half fight, half video game fight happens, mm-hmm. where like definitely at one point, I'm shocked Ryu did not say Hadoken because he did the like he did like a punch where he did yeah. the Hadoken movement. I was like, mm-hmm. um. You know someone like like someone at Capcom was like, Can y'all just can he just like throw a fireball? Like can he just pick something up and throw it? <laughs> like you know someone at Capcom was asking for it. Yeah. Um And so yeah, at one point like Ken is fighting Sagat and like he gets Sagat on the ropes and then he like does the sure you can like uppercut and like jumps in the air. Um which like I, I don't have the actor's name who played Ken, but like they got the like the least buff looking dude in the world like he like the gi he is wearing is like 20 sizes too big for him and like he's like eh. i feel like i feel like in 1994 i guess they had different standards for what was like an action hero muscle True. set um i feel like it's more demanding currently yeah yeah i guess like, it makes I sense i don't think it would have cut it back then no um yeah, and then Ryu does, like, the spin kick, which I'm forgetting the actual name of from the game, but, like, he does the spin kick, and, like, he pretty much jumps in the air and then just spins, and, like, <laughs> he was definitely on wires, and it looked a little rough, but, like, I appreciate that they were trying. Like, they were like, yeah. hey, like, this is a video game movie. Um, there are some notable things in this movie that I'm like, like, I like that Bison's thing was, like, the actual, like, arcade, mm-hmm. like, cabinet, like, buttons and stuff. I, put, I noticed that. I was like, uh, there was at one point where bison i think he blows up the ship the boat that guile was on and he says like game over or something like that yeah hold on let's talk about this okay so there when guile is taking his crew to go attack right they're gonna sneak up on the river and use this boat and this is like the weirdest fucking boat that you'll ever see because it looks like a jet fighter it's completely covered and it's it's just weird. I found out in the trivia that they were going to have them fly in with a jet, but they couldn't afford the budget. So they changed it to a boat. And I don't know if it was like the same prop that they changed. And that's why it looked like a plane. Uh, but it was this weird fucking boat. And they were they were driving and they didn't gauge stealth mode right and so like it seems like okay they've got stealth mode they're just gonna like go on up there and take care of business but then for some reason even though they had their stealth mode they decided to start shooting at these radar towers yeah and as soon as that happened everyone's like oh why are our radar towers exploding there must be something there and like they found out the boat was there and it just seemed 
so not the right move. If you're in stealth, you're not supposed to be shooting at things. Yeah, it was um, a weird decision. But there were a lot of weird decisions in this movie, so I was like, oh, whatever. whatever. Um, oh, I forgot. So when when Guile goes there to launch his attack, uh, before that, his higher-ups had come and told him to call off the attack, that they were just going to pay the ransom, and everybody was supposed to stand down. Do you not remember this part? No, um, I must have missed this. No, and then Guile gets up there and he speaks to the troops and he's like, we're going to go and do this regardless, blah, 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 who's with me, yeah. And the suit guy is like, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? And Guile's like, have you lost your balls? And we're just like, whoa. And then there's this like scene of like pandemonium chaos. Everybody's running and like getting their stuff and getting ready for the attack. And randomly, there's just this like, like middle-aged woman kind of in a business suit and she's just running around frantic like holding one of her shoes and i'm just like what's happening why is this woman here it was so weird i really do like this movie like i don't know there's just something about it it's just so bad it's good in some way fine um is there anything else notable that you wanted to talk about Um, plot i don't know you keep talking. Let me check my notes. Um, I will say I, I did like like um, so the like kind of ruins are falling apart and like Zangief and Hanna have been fighting and then like they're like hey we need to get out of here and Hanna's like all right I'm done playing with you man I gotta get going and Zangief's like you a coward and that's when the happens where like he runs into DJ and he's like you were getting paid um, <laughs> and so like. They're like beelining out of the ruins and like this door starts to come down and you're like, oh, they're not going to make it. And then I know where like Zangief just fucking like bench presses this door up and like, I was like, oh, this is okay. This is really a nice little arc. Like Zangief realizes he fucked up. Um, and so, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I recognize it's not a good movie, but there are just a lot of parts that like, I enjoy. I do wonder like. My biggest complaint like, is, like, why did we do this kind of, like, pseudo, like, base, like, it's like Vietnam War meets Street Fighter. Like, I just don't get it. Yeah, like, it was. I don't, I don't know well, who. And, oh, I think part of the trivia is uh, there's a voice uh, at the beginning of the movie that's doing, like, good morning, Shadaloo, and, like, yeah. talking about stuff. And it's, like, the same guy who used to do the good morning Vietnam. Yeah. Like, I think it was the exact same guy that they hired to do it. So, really? Wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know why they chose to do that. It's weird. And then I also wanted to look. I didn't get a chance to look it up. Like I was wondering when the Mortal Kombat movie was coming out. And I guess like did they not want to be too similar to that? Because like why was this movie not just like a tournament? Like of like and you had the characters come together. Because I want to say the Mortal Kombat movie came out in 95. You're correct, sir. Yes, let's go. And, yeah, I don't, like, I don't know. So I, I feel like they were like, oh, we can't do like a tournament because like Mortal Kombat, like we've, we've seen some of the Mortal Kombat stuff. Like, let's just do this weird. So here's the thing. So Sam, who knows nothing about Street Fighter, went into this movie expecting there to be some fights in the street. And <laughs> I was street. like, what's, what's, what's happening here? This is weird. Um, so that's fine. Um, also, just one other thing that I wanted to mention I enjoyed. So Sagat, Patch Guy. And then you briefly mentioned DJ, who was kind of like uh, Bison's right-hand man taking care of business. Um, So DJ, once all this shit goes down, there was one point where Bison said something like, we'll stand and fight them to the death. And like DJ just like kind of pulls his face like, what? I didn't sign on for that. And so then he gets the hell out of there. He goes and robs the safe and like takes this case full of money and like escapes. Sagat finds him and is like, hey, no, that's you're sharing that with me. And so they're fighting over it. And then like it opens and the money is just this money that Bison printed with his face on it because he'd already printed his own money. Uh, So they're just like, well, shit. Well, I like, I like how DJ is just really pissed off and Sagat's just like dying laughing, like throwing the money in the air. And I'm like, what are you doing, yeah. Sagat? You're just kind of like fucking at this point. Um, yeah, and so like the movie kind of ends with, um, so Guile is like looking for Charlie and uh, so he goes out back where he last saw him, which is like the little like lab. And Charlie's like, I won't go back. Like, I can't go back like this. And then the scientist dollars him. Uh, who suddenly shaved his head and oh, ripped his shirt that. off. Yeah, he shaved his head and ripped his shirt off. Very strange. 
He'd but be like, hanging out with Ryu. Oh uh, yeah, he saw Ryu do it. He was like, oh, "Fuck me too, man!" Like, um, and they're both like, "We're gonna stay and die in this ruins thing," uh, because like to atone for our sins is like pretty much what the mm-hmm. point of it was. Uh, well, I don't and, know if you, if you mentioned it, but the scientist he'd been shackled up. He was like, he had a thing yeah. on his neck. He was chained there, so like he was forced to do this. Uh, he yeah. wasn't just like he wanted to do it. So. Yeah, so he was like, "Oh, I'll atone for my sins." And Charlie was just pretty much, "I don't want to go back because I'm like a monster now." Uh, and so Guy was like, "All right," and then like shit starts going down, and then like the ruins explode. And Guile has not shown up at this point. So all the characters are kind of hanging out outside. And they're like, oh. And then Zangief is just like, he was good man. All right. And I was like, yes, Zangief. I fucking love you as a character. Um, and then out of nowhere, Guile walks up behind everybody. Like, all right, whatever, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and then Guile has kind of like a creepy line to Chun-Li that she kind of likes they were being flirtatious, I guess, but it was a little creepy to me. He was yeah. like, only if you, he'll like, she's like, oh, can I have that interview? And he was like, only if you wear that dress. And I was like, all right, man. Yeah. Bring it down, Kyle. You all, you all just almost died. Um, and then the, like, ruins, like, really blow up. And the best shot of this fucking movie, they cut back to the group of them and they all do signature poses from the game. And then the Street Fighter logo came, comes up. Yeah. And I was like, yes, that's how you that end a fucking cool. movie. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, also, I forgot to say, at the very beginning of the movie, so after we saw the ratings, we have the Universal logo, and then, like, it kind of morphs or gets stamped, and it, like, turns into the Street Fighter logo. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, And so, yeah, like, Watching the first time I watched this movie for this podcast, I completely missed this. But like, there's a guy talking throughout the entire credits. Like, he makes jokes about like Bison's guys. But at the beginning, he's like, "Hello, Shadowloo," and like it's the "Hello Vietnam" thing. Um, and I was like, I feel like this movie is gonna have an end credit scene. And the second time I watched it, luckily I did. Yes, there's an end credit scene. So like, once again, something Marvel is taking from this movie, Sam. Uh, to be fair, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie had it first. So. Oh, true. Good point. Um, and so, yeah, at the end, uh, I believe it's, it's like the robot voice that was like activating mm-hmm. the CPR machine and all that. Yeah. It says something about like solar batteries online. Uh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Bison, what would you like to do today? And then it shows a computer screen that clicks on some files. And the next thing you know, like a world domination thing pops up yeah. pretty much just setting up like M. Bison is alive in the sequel. He'll be back. Uh, I don't know, like, is there any trivia on, like, was a sequel planned, or was this just, like, for fun they did that? I don't remember. Um, um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I do wonder what a modern Street Fighter movie would look like in comparison, because, like, Obviously, I mean, like I think, I think there'd be more muscles. A lot more is... muscles. Like 100% Chris Hemsworth is playing Guile, uh, and we'd actually get like a probably who would you who would you cast as Bison? I'm thinking uh, Rami Malek. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would be good. I think he'd be very, very good in Bison. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's a good spiritual successor for it. Hell yeah. I'd I'd fucking recast Ming-Na Wen as Chun-Li. She can still Fuck do yeah. it. She Fuck can, yeah. yeah. She could, yeah. She's great. <laughs> I, I'm still blown away that Jean-Claude Van Damme was just doing cocaine for this entire yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. Like, he was jacked. Like, he, his muscles had muscles at some point. I was like, what is happening? Um, uh, Okay, so apparently there was there was another movie, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li, that came out in two thousand nine, and uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was originally offered the chance to reprise his role, but he turned it down. Um, really? Yes. Yeah, See, I knew there was animated Street Fighter movies. Cause I remember watching those and really liking them because the animated ones are like they could do more, obviously. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I previously said uh, that they didn't have money to do the flying plane, and that's why they used the boat. That was incorrect. Uh, the 
Thailand would not allow them to fly the plane in their airspace for the oh. movie. And that's okay. why they had to use the boat. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. I didn't realize this was filmed in Thailand. It makes a lot of sense, though, for, like, the location and all that. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nope. Any um, other trivia you got there, Sam? Despite negative reviews, the film grossed $33 million domestically and $66 million worldwide, earning almost triple its production budget of $35 million. Damn, that was good. Oh, we forgot to mention, um, before Chun-Li sent that truck with explosives at Sagat's place, yeah. uh, she was posing as a... They were doing a magic trick, uh, her and her yeah. buddies, and so they put her in this barrel to make her disappear or whatever, and they put the lid on the barrel, and the lid uh, said Capcom on it. Oh, okay. That was a fun... Um, also, uh, the I forget the director's name, but the director um, deferred his paycheck to pay for the rest of the movie. Um, so, yeah. Damn. Um, oh, Raul Julia accepted the role of Bison because his children were fans of the Street Fighter games, and he wanted to participate in a film that he thought they would enjoy with him, which is really Aww. sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, real sad. That he passed away because like i really do like him as a, i liked him as an actor and like he He's was really, really good great. gone too soon um, sam are you i was just gonna say the first cut of the film uh got an r which was not okay so they made some cuts and it resulted in a g rating and they were like hell no we're not having a g rating um so they added huh Jean-Claude Van Damme added a curse word in post-production to get it back up to PG-13, apparently. Which I want to see this R-rated cut of Street Fighter where like people are just getting like B-fucking-headed by roundhouse kicks. Well, it just seems weird that like a curse word is what bumped it from G to PG-13, because there's a PG in the middle there. Like, they missed the was, joke. What did he say? I'm trying to remember. I don't know, but it's just like, all that fighting, I wouldn't think it would be a G. So yeah, I wonder. Hmm, that's very interesting. Um, also, I said people didn't like working with Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, oh, he often would refuse to come out of the hotel or his trailer until he felt ready. He would often bring alcohol to the set or take hours to shoot his scenes. By contrast, everyone loved Kylie Minogue, um, praising her for her professionalism and generosity, such as hiring a club and buying drinks for the entire cast and crew to make the tough shoot a little easier. And there was equal praise for Raul Julia. Um, he was always focused and was a joy to work with. Fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Get your life together, man. Okay, Cody, do you want to guess this? In 2010, this film was ranked what on Empire's 50 Worst Movies Ever? I'm going somewhere in the 30s. 34. Close. It was 27 out okay. of the 50 worst movies ever. So, okay, I gotta look at that list. I'm very curious. Oh, okay. So in 2003, Jean-Claude Van Damme was working on a sequel, Street Fighter 2. Um, uh, after would... a few years of trying to get the sequel off the ground, the project never materialized and any plans for a sequel were scrapped in favor of the Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li movie. Hmm. Okay. Um, we didn't talk too much about Vega. He was one of the guys, he wore a mask and... Um, like Wolverine claws, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was surprised when they took his mask off. He was quite a handsome man. Like I expected something like scary under the mask, uh, but he was quite good looking. So your fun trivia is Fabio was considered for the role of Vega. That would have been fucking tight. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So Sam, overall, how how did you feel about this movie? Um, I mean. I I just I didn't really care for it. I was ready for it to be over and for me to get to do something else, and for us to maybe watch better movies the next time we do this. But what about you? Um, the first time, so like it's been a while since I've seen this movie, but I remember liking it a lot. 
Yeah, um, you, you you always remember liking it, and then we watch it. And I know, like, right? Oh, little Cody. I don't know that I trust little Cody's judgment anymore. Uh, it, I feel like younger me was just like, oh, there's some kind of action. This movie is a 10 <laughs> out of 10. Um, so, yeah, like the first time I remember watching it, when I watched it like a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, like, this is all right. And then watching it last night, I was like, man, this is uh, this is rough. Like, there's some parts of this movie that I just was like, like, like when I was like, oh man, we're, we're me, 40 minutes let, in. Let me, let me just, let me just quote something here. This is a text that I received last night. It says, Sam, while I like this movie, do you want to do a podcast on it? And then because that I laughing, like, crying face. I felt so bad because like, I was like halfway through the movie. I was like, I feel so bad. That, like I'm picking movies for Sam to watch. And she's probably like, Cody's awful at picking movies. I had suggested we watch the Mortal Kombat movie, and you're like, oh, let's do Street Fighter, and like, I don't know anything. Mortal Kombat probably sucks, too. Uh, I don't know anything about either of them, but I was like, sure. I, I feel like the Mortal Kombat movie is actually pretty solid. I feel like a lot of Fuck. people... Fuck. Why didn't we watch that one? Yeah, Katie? why didn't we watch the Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> we could have heard that sweet fucking uh, music that they always play in Mortal Kombat I games. I'm not familiar like, with it. Oh, okay. That was very bad. That wasn't it at all, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, when I was like, oh man, I'm like, we're halfway through this movie. And I paused, and we're only 20 minutes in. I was like, fuck, this is going to be a long fucking night. Um, but I do like this movie. I think it's got some redeeming qualities, and those redeeming qualities are Zangief yeah. and Raul Julia. It has its um, moments. It's not like yeah. the worst thing ever. It's better than the Doom movie, so... I feel that it is. Yeah, okay, I'll agree. It is. Just because, like, the only really really solid part of Doom is that last part where they go first person, like... Yeah. I mean, I didn't get super bored during Street Fighter, and, like, I got real bored during Doom True, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it kept my attention, so... Alright. So I think it's time we do the rating system. Was it out of 10 or out of 5? I think it was out of 10. I believe it was out of 10, because I think, like, Super Mario Brothers was, like, a 7, I think. Yeah. So, uh, what are we thinking of ranking this out of 10 geek hearts? I feel like mine. Do you have yours ready? I was going to suggest either a three or a four. <laughs> I was going to give it a five. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, shit. Because, huh. I mean, I didn't, I mean, it's, it wasn't horrible, but I mean, it was just, it was fine, you know? What, and if but it's what just did we fine, give Doom? Did we give Doom a four? I think we gave I, Doom a four. I think so. Yeah. My sense yeah. I like this is better than Doom. So let's do a five out of ten geek hearts. Yeah. For the Street Fighter movie. Yeah. Ah, man. It's done, Sam. You feel how do you feel now we we can move on to something else? I mean we had fun talking about it at least, so yeah. that's better. I guess it was worth watching it. So should we let people know what other movie we're going to do? But this may come out after. This will probably come out after. Maybe. After? Unless something happens where we have to do it right away. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, then, I guess you guys will have to stay tuned to find out. <laughs> um, I mean, let's all agree, like, we're all going to go get American flags tattooed across our bicep, right? Like, that's that's happening, right? It's a geek art I mean, community I'd, thing. I'd get a temporary tattoo. I really should have, like, gone the you extra should've. mile. You should have just fucking drawn it with some markers and I would have been Should have dyed my hair blonde, spiked it up a little bit, you know? Get <laughs> the full guile look. It's kind of hard with the headphone strap, but yeah. Oh, yeah, true. I would appreciate the effort. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the Street Fighter movie. Sam, do you have anything else you want to say? No. All right. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Uh, if you would like to let us know what you thought of the Street Fighter movie, you can reach us at contact at geekargames.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, where you can also let us know how bad you thought this movie was, uh, at Geek Heart Games. You can find our YouTube videos at geekheartgames.com slash YouTube. You can find our Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash geekheartgames. You can join our Discord, where I'm sure people will berate us for watching this movie instead of Mortal Kombat, yeah. at geekheartgames.com slash Discord. You can find our merch at geekheartgames.com slash shirts. 
Please, if you would be so kind, to leave us a five-star review, a like, a comment, a subscribe, all those things, whatever mm-hmm. plot, like podcast service slash viewing service you use. Uh, Sam, is there anything else I'm forgetting? I think you covered it. You did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. you can find me on Twitter at Cody. Sam, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Sam, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart games. Do-do-do-do-do. Hogan! Do, do. <laughs>